1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au.
0: It's Tuesday, which means it's a joy to be joined by Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Ron, good morning. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Uh, let's start in Palmyra, the uh, ancient site in Syria. Uh, the, there's, we've seen that in the news already, that there have been stories of horrible things coming out of there. Now it seems that the, the temple there has been destroyed by ISIS.
1: Yeah, they, they're saying that uh, this is fulfilling the worst fears that archaeologists have had uh, for the future of the temple. Palmyra is one of the Middle East's most spectacular archaeological sites and a UNESCO World Heritage uh, uh, location. Uh, They said that explosives were used to blow up the Balshaman temple on its grounds. The blast was so powerful it also damaged some of the Roman columns around it. And the Britain-based syrian observatory for human rights said on sunday night that the temple was blown up a month ago and Turkey-based activist uh, Osama al-Khatib, who's originally from Palmyra, uh, said the temple was blown up on Sunday. So that seems to be a confused report, but certainly the temple was blown up, uh, and it's a, a, a sad situation.
0: Because we saw last week that uh, senior archaeologist who stayed there to, to, I guess, look after the ruins, uh, that he was, he was killed by ISIS.
1: That's uh, Khalid al-Assad. who was eighty-one year old, an antiquity scholar, and uh, the uh, militants beheaded him, uh, causing terrible grief in the in the region and all the uh, people who follow his uh, brilliance.
0: Yeah. Well, what's this story about um, a, a sixteen hundred year old church being bulldozed to remove the bones of a, an, an ancient saint?
1: Yeah, this is uh, a terror group uh, gone through this church uh, to remove the bones of St. Elian, also known as St. Julian of Emesa, who was a Christian martyred in 284 AD. Uh, they said the Islamic State, over 1,800 years later, uh, have tried to remove his bones so that it won't tempt anyone into idolatry. There were reports that fighters had also kidnapped the monastery's abbot, Father Jacques Mourad, and a church volunteer, Boutrous Hanna, who are both now feared dead. Earlier this month, ISIS abducted up to 250 Christians from the monastery and its surrounding villages. Many of those taken were women and children.
0: Which sort of brings us on to the the humanitarian crisis in the region. We were talking to Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby on Monday's programme, and he was saying that he felt that Australia was was not playing its part in offering some sort of relief to, to Syrian refugees who are under huge pressure. It's not getting any better over there, is it?
1: No, a United Nations official in Syria uh, said he's horrified by what he's seen during a three-day trip Uh, through the war-torn country. He said, I'm absolutely horrified by the total disregard for civilian life by all parties in this conflict. That was Stephen O'Brien. He went on to say attacks on civilians are unlawful, unacceptable and must stop. I appeal to every party engaged in violence and fighting to protect the civilians and to respect international humanitarian law as the war in Syria grinds on through its fourth year with no solution in sight Humanitarian groups say they're struggling to keep up with the growing humanitarian challenges. It's the most urgent and complex humanitarian challenge in the world right now. Uh, The uh, Red Cross spokesman Paul Crissett went on to say, he said, the level of humanitarian need is unprecedented and far outstrips our ability to respond. Uh, There's a sincere sound of desperation in what the red cross spokesman went on to say
0: it's not like we didn't see it coming it's two must be two and a half years since i interviewed an, an aid worker who was working in in some of the some of the refugee camps and and he said then it's it's really bad and it's just got worse and yet the west doesn't seem to be reacting
1: Well, it it seems to me that nobody seems to know which side they're supposed to be on from a Western point of view. uh, We've had speeches saying Assad must go, uh, and Assad is still there. And we've got so many different factions now, and some of them affiliated with Iran, that uh, it's very dangerous to go in and support one side, because ultimately you might be supporting uh, another enemy. Uh, So the faction system is a very difficult one for Western minds to sort out. You really need to consult someone in the region and get local knowledge to be able to do the right thing. But certainly from a Christian point of view, uh, it's very sad that we're on the sidelines while such a terrible humanitarian crisis continues to get worse. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Here's a chilling thought. Uh, The uh, leader of the Palestinian group, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, has described Iran as our neighbour, our sister nation. That's not an axis that we'd like to think about, is it?
1: And now he's planning a visit to Tehran very soon. Uh, And and at the weekend, he he announced his retirement as chairman of the uh, Palestinian uh, Authority. Uh, But, He's done that before, and it seems to be between announcement and activation, uh, there is an indeterminate amount of time. But he confirmed at the weekend he'd be soon travelling to Iran, uh, and he said uh, no date for the visit has yet been set. Based on his remarks, the visit can't come soon enough for him. He said, Iran is a neighbor and our sister nation, he said at the press conference. Our relations with Iran were not good in the past, but we do have an embassy there and they recognize us. Interesting to note that just a couple of weeks ago, Iran uh, uh, refused a visit by Hamas officials. Uh, because of uh, activities between Hamas and Egypt, and uh, because no determined date has been set for Mama to bus to visit Tehran, it will be interesting to see what relationship really is. Uh, he said, by uh, a member of the PLO executive said, it's spoken to the Iranians about improving relations with Tehran, and given the new agreement on Iran's nuclear program with the West, the time was right now for the visit. What's important to us is that the Middle East be free of nuclear weapons and that there be peace and stability in the region. Uh, and so that's in the melting pot right now, and it'd be something really interesting to watch.
0: (laughs) Interesting, but not always in a good way.
1: (laughs) No, uh, and uh, we're going to go on to talk about the uh, United Kingdom Mm. opening their embassy last Sunday, and that's been uh, met by Iranian protests. Uh, Tuggad Ravanshi told the semi-official Fars News Agency on Saturday that the thawing ties following the nuclear deal last month will not include ambassadors being exchanged between Iran and Britain. He said, we are not considering to send Iran's ambassador to Britain, and the embassies in both countries will continue operating under charged affairs. Uh, The British embassy in Iran was closed in 2011 after it was stormed by Iranian Students And the students have come out and protested uh, the opening of the British Embassy on Sunday. Uh, They said that uh, the relationship with England is irrational. They went on to say in a statement that the British Embassy's record shows nothing but support for spying operations, organisation of street unrest and the assassination of Iranian scientists. So I'm not sure Britain's welcome (laughs) with uh, uh, waving flags at the moment in Tehran.
0: Not exactly. Uh, Let's just briefly touch on on Slovakia. A very interesting announcement uh, came out of there uh, saying that they're they're willing to take refugees, but they would prefer only Christians.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, They're helping uh, rehabilitate those who have fled from the Middle East, Asia and Africa Uh, The central European country of Slovakia said they'll take a hundred people from refugee camps in Turkey and a hundred people from Italy, but preferably Christians, they said. We want to choose people who really want to start a new life in Slovakia. And Slovakia is a Christian country that can really help Christians from Syria to find a new home. They, uh, the spokesman Ivan Netic said, for most migrants, we're only a transit country. In Slovakia, we have really tiny community of Muslims. In fact, we don't have any mosques. The total of 200 refugees the country has pledged to take is only a tiny proportion of the 60,000 that EU members are trying to accommodate under the European Commission plan. Uh, So very interesting, uh, but good to see them participating in the replacement programme.
0: Yeah, It's always good to talk to you, Ron. Thank you very much indeed for your insight this morning.
1: Thank you very much, Alan.